Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Wednesday show. Hopefully you're doing outstanding today. Let's just jump right into it. Welcome to Break the Cycle with DSD. I am your host, Dwayne. I am not an attorney nor a therapist. I'm an individual much like you. It's gone through a tough experience and uh, after, well, not after nine years, but I've been going through it for nine years, but developed some uh, tips and techniques that help me get through my situation that I share with you to help you get through yours, help you break the cycle of emotional abuse, see reality, strengthen the relationship with your kids, and just get your life back. Remember that uh, only a licensed, that's weird, my thing isn't working right today, only a licensed professional can diagnose a person with a personality disorder, so be careful throwing terms around. I know I say it every day, but just it, our credibility or your credibility is your number one asset going through this. Don't just throw it away just so you can label somebody and try to explain it to someone else. Generally, it, it hurts your credibility and it causes you problems. So just don't do that. <laughs> if you like what's going on here and you want to support, you can become a channel member over at youtube.com slash dad surviving divorce and when you do that you get special badges custom emojis your names listed in the credits access to member only events and access to the member only section of the discord area if you want to get a text notification when the show goes live you can text dsd live to 844-598-0012 that's 844-598-0012 and speaking of phone numbers if you want to call into today's show, the phone lines will be open. And you can do that, and you can do that by dialing one four two four three seven three five four eight three or one four two four DSD Live. There's also a web link interface if you're outside the United States to where you can connect in as well. And on that, hopefully you guys are doing outstanding. I know I said that in the morning or in the first part of this, but I really mean it. I hope you guys have a great day. So I had a, uh, uh, I had, let me see if I can remember how to do this. I had a comment that happened uh, in one of my videos that I want to try to bring up. And the person had asked, it was on my smear camp- campaign videos, and it was, they said, uh, could you make a video about the effects a smear campaign has on your emotional mindset and the physical and conditioning has on your body after surviving a narcissistic smear campaign how do you review yourself going through something like that well and I'll, I figured I'd just hit this I'd hit this uh, this morning the 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 thing is or the the hard part about it is is most of the time you're blindsided by a smear campaign you're not expecting it you don't you know, you didn't really do anything wrong. And most of the time, how it starts out is you, you're feeling like you're the victim in this. You know, you wake up one day and you realize that uh, you've been living an illusion. And you're sitting there thinking, you know, damn, you know, I can't believe this happened to me. How could my little pumpkin be, be such a, so, this, this, 
illusion or this monster that uh, I'm starting to see them as now. And then what happens is you realize you're being smeared. <laughs> and you hear either through court documents or you hear through other people who say, you know, who, who tell you what's going on. And it blows your mind. And you feel completely, you feel freaked out. You feel betrayed. You feel scared. You know, you're like, well, is anyone going to believe this stuff? Is, 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 you know, are they going to, it's like you're just in shock. The emotional toll is significant. And there is a physical toll on your body as well. I mean, you guys know, or everybody should understand the level of stress or any level of stress has, has, uh, effects manifests itself in a bunch of different ways with your body. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't concentrate. I was trying to figure things out. I started losing weight, wasn't eating well. I mean, it was, uh, it was, you know, I guess some of that stuff was happening in the beginning just because I was starting to trying to mourn the, 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 uh, death of the relationship. But once a smear starts, you're like, holy crap, this is a totally different level. And then you, you basically, what I had to do and probably what most people have to do is you have to repress all of your other emotions and, and put your game face on. Hopefully, hopefully you do that. Now, the net effect of what your toxic ex is trying to trying to do is to get you so disheveled, so dysregulated that you can't think, you can't function. And their goal is that their goal is that you just back off and let them win. It's two parts. I mean, we talk about smear campaigns a lot. And the reality is, is they're trying to discredit your reputation so no one believes you so that when you, what they think is, is they think you're going to go out and run a smear on them. And it's like, or expose them, maybe not a smear. They're worried that you're going to, to, uh, expose every or expose them tell everybody who they really are and if they can if they can uh, destroy your reputation and your mindset at first then then they win so the last part about that where they were saying you know after surviving a narcissistic smear campaign how do, you, how do you view yourself going through something like that? Well, at the, I would say now as a, as a survivor, I'm, more str I'm stronger. But at the early parts of it, I felt more victimized than anything else. I think, I, and I was just blown away. In my, in my situation, and I think this is, this is the case for most people, your, 
so what's the word I'm looking for? Just shocked that somebody that you would have probably laid your life down for would just at the second that you have no more value that they would do everything in their power to destroy you. It fundamentally changes you after that. You, you just, you, you can't go through something like that and just shrug it off. Now, nine years later, yeah, I can shrug it off now. But the reality is, is it took me a long time to get to that point. It took me a long time to realize, and here's the key, you realize after a while, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks about you. Doesn't matter what your ex says about you. Doesn't matter what, if you've lost friends, it's annoying. But at the end of the day, you have to know what your own truth is. And that has to be enough. And what happens is you realize you're not going to convince the ex to stop doing what they're doing. You're not going to get them more than likely to go out and apologize and say, yeah, everybody, you know, like say my situation. Yeah. You know, Dwayne was really a great guy. It was really awesome. I I wish I, I mean, you know, it's too bad that it failed because he was super awesome and whoever gets him next is just super lucky. (laughs) I'll tell you, man, I I would bet you money, and I don't bet money, that if you ran into my ex and befriended her, she would tell you what a royal piece of shit I am. Sorry, I shouldn't swear so early in in the morning. And how lucky she is that she got away from me. And probably even how lucky the children are that they only have to spend half the time with them. Which is weird because, right, I mean, isn't that kind of what, what I would say? But uh, but I don't, it's, it's, it, here's the thing, guys. <clears throat> you, you get to the point that you just, you just don't care anymore because there's, it, it's like you're, you're, you know, that whole thing is I, I don't, I have no F's left to give. And that's kind of where you get, you get to the point where it's like, I've given so much attention to this person. In my situation, it's two decades, two decades we were together. And then it was even still after that. I mean, even after I quote unquote escaped, the the tentacles were wrapped around and holding on tight emotionally. And I'm not saying she literally was, it was more me, right? I mean, I, I emotionally was still connected to her for the longest time. And it takes time to detoxify from that. I was talking to a person, I was doing a coaching call yesterday. One of the things I brought up, at least I think I did, but uh, is that this, I'm not an, I'm not a, you know, I'm not an, I don't drink. I don't do drugs. So I'm, not an alcoholic or or an addict or anything like that. But from everything I've seen in my life and read and heard about the topic, it felt like an addiction with the ex. And it takes time 
to, uh, to break free from that. You know, mad props to anybody who can have a problem with what we'll say with like alcohol, who can then just wake up one day and say, I'm done. I'm not going to do it anymore. And I wish every one of us had that ability to wake up one day and go, holy crap, I dodged a bullet. Even if you've been with the person, but that, you know, you finally see reality and have broken free from it. Unfortunately, that is just not how this normally takes place. It's not how, uh, how it plays out. Normally it takes a lot of time for us to really start to see it. And a lot of it has, I think, to do with the fact that you don't want to really confront your own demons. You don't want to look at the reality of, of what your situation is or was because it, it's like starts to open that door for all the past trauma. And I know that was, whoops, sorry, I know that was the case for me. So anyways, I wanted to hit that. I, I hope that that discussion was helpful. And I hope if, uh, if the person who asked that question, I'll, I'll leave a link to this video. So hopefully, hopefully they found it and it was uh, answered what they were looking for. Let me, let me check the comments and see. Oh, this is interesting. Alex says, if you can't convince, confuse. I don't even know what that is. Uh, Tiffany says, smear campaign gives validation to the narc's view of you. I don't, yeah, I think it's that. And I think it's just a control mechanism. I think, you know, I don't know if, it, see, it, this is where it gets tough, right? Because if you, if you deep dive in and you try to figure them out and I did, and I did, I did days, weeks, Jesus, I probably spent years trying to figure her out on why. And you'll drive yourself insane. The reality is, is they all have their own personal agenda. And what they're doing is trying to basically undermine your credibility. They're trying to make it to where no one, no one will believe you. Get you so, dis well, like I said before, get you so disheveled And appearing that way so that that way, whenever someone sees you, they're like, holy crap, you know, that person's out of control. That person's unhinged. And, and then little pumpkin, little butterfly looks so sweet and innocent. It's like, oh, wow, this person is such a little, little angel. And then they see you, you know, flailing around. It's like, oh, it's so great that, you know, you're so lucky you got away with that, got away from that. So anyways, <clears throat> I do have a call. Actually, I actually have a couple of calls, so I'll grab that here in a second. Let me just double check where, if there's anything else I want to just, well, let me see what Debbie has highlighted. Uh, she highlighted that uh, Shane had said, uh, uh, I got to get to where I can read it. Uh, I've been divorced for over three years. Someone who knows my ex was recently gossiping about me to my own father of all people. It seems she has really convinced people that I'm as bad as she says. Yeah, and they don't it's funny cuz they they'll try to do it to anybody. 
And I mean, sorry you're going through that, Shane, but it's it's not surprising. God, that is just so weird. It's a and it's it's amazing that flying monkeys will do crap like that. That's how you find out about this stuff. It's the flying monkeys that come back and go, "Well, I heard that you're a scumbag, that you did this, that, and the other." Shit, I even had my brother-in-law, our ex-brother-in-law, when he finally called me early in this process, and he's like, "I don't understand what's going on." So I basically gave him a quick synopsis of what was going on. And the nice part about it initially was, I mean, the guy ultimately didn't didn't back me up or anything. He basically at one point said, well, I got to side with my sister because that's my sister. And she'll hate me forever if I tell the truth. So sorry, dude, I'm going to I'm going to stab you in the back. Love you, brother. What was cool about that? He was. uh uh, an, an ordained minister <laughs> had his own church. I'm like, all right, at least this guy knows you have to, you know, knows that you got to do right from wrong and you can't just do stuff like that. Nope. He, uh, he allowed her to draft up, uh, a, a letter for him to sign saying what a piece of shit I was, how I only cared about electronics and didn't care about the kids and, and, uh, had that, had that, immortalized in the court documentation. Actually, that was in the custody evaluation. I'm smiling. At the time, it wasn't. I was just... You know what it is? Is I, I guess before, before I grab the callers, I'll, uh, I'll just say this. This experience has fundamentally changed my perspective on what I consider important. And to be perfectly honest, there really isn't that much that's important. Your peace your sanity, your relationship. If you can repair your relationship with your kids, that's important. If you can't, it goes back to the other two. You know, if somebody else wants to think you're a piece of crap, I'll just say it this way. Fuck them. Who, you know what? It doesn't matter. If your person has destroyed your your reputation where you're at, then you just, Get to a point where you can pick up and go start over someplace else and use that as, as a positive catalyst to, uh, to, to do something else. I'll bring up another thing real quick. I haven't talked to Caleb Leverett in a while. And I know you guys, some people don't like him. Some people do. I, I like the guy. Right now what he's done is he's, uh, you know, he's lost his job. He's... Uh, Anyways, he's had this idea for the last few years that he wants a boat. And he is currently left Texas, went to Florida, I think, bought himself a boat. He's fixing it up. He's got, went through the training to be, uh, to, to be a sailor, I guess, or whatever you call it. And he's getting ready to get his boat fixed up to put in the ocean and sail around. And I asked him, I said, you know, do you think that the you know had it, had it not been for the experience that you had would you be doing what you're doing right now or would you be stuck in the rat race building your career you know trying to trying to chase the dollars and uh 
doing that as opposed to doing what you're doing now? And I mean, his comment was, no, he wouldn't be on the boat. But that he wouldn't wish what he went through on his worst enemy. But I, but, but the point of that or the moral of the story is, is that I, and I can look at it myself. If it wasn't for the experience I went through, I wouldn't be doing this. Well, I wouldn't be doing this YouTube channel. I wouldn't have been become the better father that I am now. I would have still been chasing positions at work, playing the politics, living, living the life of trying to provide and not having the opportunity to really connect with my kids. Now, I understand that uh, some people, you know, don't get the 50-50. I mean, Caleb didn't, not until later anyways. Uh, but, you know, I mean, I, I look at it in a lot of ways where I think that this is, uh, this is help me in my perspective and help me get to a different, different spot. So, I like this. HC9 says, it also made me choose people who I have in my life a bit more carefully. That right there, I have, that that is true too. I have completely, I've never been a super social person, but I will say that I have phased toxic, I won't say toxic people. That's too harsh. But I have phased people who are negative, who, who don't necessarily bring the best out in myself and in everyone else. And I used to make excuses for a lot of those people. Matt says boats are expensive. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Hey, hey, I would, you know what? My, my dream is, uh, overlanding, um, is, is to like be a, a, a full-time traveler doing the, doing that. I mean, I mean, realistically, am I ever going to get to do it? Eh, probably not. But I have that dream that if everything was perfect and I could do that, I would love to travel around uh, and uh, see things. And I mean, what would really be cool is once all this shutdowns. I know, by the way, anybody, in, well, everybody in California probably knows this. We're on like super duper lockdown. Even got the, the, uh, the, not an Amber alert, but the text to the phone saying, you know, you know, emergency, stay home, don't go out. Uh, and it's just crazy times, but one of these days it would be, wouldn't it be awesome if I could just like travel around and meet up with a lot of you guys and have, have coffee or something. That would be, that would be outstanding. Okay. Oh, iTumbler says he's going to call in tomorrow. He, he got some bad news, so we'll, I guess, talk about that tomorrow. Hopefully you're doing all right, man. <clears throat> I know we... Sorry about that. I was supposed to do a show yesterday, but it just didn't... Uh, life got in the way. All right, I'm going to go to the uh, first caller. Says uh, there was a court hearing and thing and things are still not well. I don't trust my attorney. Hello and welcome to the show. Hey, Dwayne, how are you? I'm all right. So, what happened? You had uh, your hearing on the fourth. What 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 uh, what was the outcome of that? 
No, this was our fourth court hearing. <laughs> oh, fourth court hearing. Well, it's close. Um, it's close to the beginning of the month. So, <laughs> so what happened? Oh God. Um, I'm just. I feel like I'm in a bad episode of the Twilight Zone. I feel like, I mean, anything that he wants, he's getting. You know, if we don't agree on things, then the judge just immediately is like, okay, well, if that's what he wants, then okay. And even for example, um. You know that I've been fighting, you know, prolonging at least the second overnight. He was granted the first overnight, effective supposedly the middle of this month. It's actually happening on Friday, even though that's the last day of the baby's quarantine. Um, All right. So, yeah. So now the judge is saying the second overnight is going to happen starting February. And the days are Tuesday and Wednesday. Even though I asked for at least one of his, he can't, he, he claims that he can't do weekends because he's a realtor. Right. I know he's full of shit. I know it's just because he wants to party. He doesn't want any weekend nights or any football nights. It's sad. But I would like at least one of those nights to be a Friday. That doesn't interfere with his open houses and all that stuff. So I requested that at least the first night night be Friday night in or Friday morning into Saturday morning. So he has the full day on Saturday to do whatever he needs to do. Right. So the judge asked, okay, um, you know, Miss Fernandez, do you work? I'm oh, sorry. Uh, Miss Lala, do you agree to um, Tuesday and Wednesday or whatever? And I told him, I said, honestly, your honor, that doesn't work with my schedule. I requested that it be Friday. And then when it goes to two Thursday and Friday, she goes back to the other attorney. We go back and forth. I have to constantly explain why I want Friday, but his attorney only has to say, no, that doesn't work for my client. And it's just automatically granted. I don't understand why he's not forced to be a parent on a weekend day. Um, then with the last name, basically anytime there's an issue, the judge will ask me how I feel about it. When I tell him how I feel about it, even though he knows how I feel about it, because otherwise we wouldn't be in court. I get told that I'm wrong and that, you know, the best was with the last name, adding his last name, um, that I need to get over it because I meant the point that I don't have a problem adding the last name if he shows consistency, but he has a habitual pattern of disappearing. And, you know, I don't want her to be confused later. And we were never married, so it shouldn't be an issue. And the judge just says, you need to get over it. Like I'm constantly being shut down. My lawyer never steps in. In fact, instead of stepping in, um, you know, when the judge asks his attorney um, anything about whether your client agrees or doesn't, she says, I need to discuss it with my client. And they quietly, however, whether it's via text message or whatever, they discuss it. My attorney just says, I don't know, Your Honor. Why don't we ask my client? And he just puts me on the spot. And he never fights for anything for me. Like yesterday was the first time he said anything against um, my ex's attorney. Because my ex's attorney, every chance she gets, says that the defendant has been keeping the baby from my client. No, that's not true. But why does my attorney never point out? The, like, I feel like we're constantly in a defensive role instead of ever being able to tell the truth. Are you considering well, getting a know. different attorney? A Are you planning on switching attorneys? Yeah. yeah. I, you... Well, that's where I'm like struggling because financially I'm tapped out. Yeah. We're already at probably six, almost $7,000, and yeah. we still don't have anything resolved because the whole consent agreement we drafted. And of course, 
he completely said no to everything. And it's even little things that to protect ourselves from each other. Let me, um, so, I mean, so you are saying you can't, you're probably, though you want to switch attorneys, you're probably not going to be able to, is that what you're saying? That's kind of my fear. And also I've tried to talk to so many different attorneys and they all pretty much say like, it's kind of going to be pointless for you to switch because it's going to cost you so much money. But I feel like, wouldn't there be someone who could at least accelerate the process because they're doing what narcissists do. He's purposely dragging this out. Oh yeah. And, and, and and the the problem is for the most part, another, I mean, maybe a more aggressive attorney could speed things along, but the process isn't fast anyways. Have you, maybe you should have a conversation with your attorney and say, Hey, why aren't you, well, you probably have, but said, you know, why aren't you, you know, why are you putting me on the spot? Why aren't you being my voice? I mean, I shouldn't have to talk. You should be basically making my case for me, not, you know, putting me on there or, or, I mean, unless he thinks is, or your attorney thinks that, that you have a compelling voice, but if everything that you've seen so far is that. I mean, we talked about this before. The problem is, is that somehow your credibility has already been damaged, right? So you, every time you walk in yeah. and you say something, they are assuming, when I say they, I mean the judge basically is assuming that you are trying to keep the kid away from the dad, that you are being difficult, that you are falling into that category of being a, a bitter ex and they're buying it. So your, your goal now Mm -hmm. is how in the hell do you turn that around to where they don't believe it to this is what I, okay. So oftentimes I talk about the war versus the battle, right? Okay. You're losing the battles and sometimes that's okay. But if it, if it's making it to where you're losing the overall war, then it's a problem. And then maybe what you need to do is right. And then maybe what you need to do is you have to look at it and say, okay, well, I'm going to have to be more strategic and, and lose some of these battles almost on purpose or agree to things to try to make your reputation look like to add more credibility to it. Cause like, I, I mean, like I say at the top of the show, if you lose, however you do it, if you lose your credibility in the system, you're, you're hosed. Now, you know, most people think they just assume that uh, if you're the mom, you're going to win. And if you're the dad, you're going to lose. My thought has always been in my experiences is that if you're the narcissist, you're going to win. And if you're the, the target of that, you're going to be in the situation you're in. And the only way around that is you have to get, you have to get to a point where the person starts to expose themselves so that a reasonable person will see that there's, you know, more going on. Uh, now the problem is you're not going to like the, the, the reality of what that means, right? Which means he's going to get, your ex is going to get more time and depending on what state you're in, and I don't say um, that you're like in California, right? I mean, California, they're starting to lean more towards 50-50. So if you ask for 50-50, they may, it may cost you twenty five dollars to $50,000 to get it. But if you stay, you know, if you stay in the fight long enough, you're probably going to get it. And that's what kind of happened in me, in my situation, right? I mean, and I know the ex was furious that, that I got 50-50. You know, I mean, 50-50 to me seemed like a victory and 50-50 to her seemed like a defeat. I, and what I'm saying is, is that if, you're, if your state is in that, then, okay, what I'm trying to say is they're moving for him to have more time. Your best scenario right now 
and my as just is just a thought is that you would be able to um maybe not slow it down but 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 add more credibility to your story and hopefully he just gets so well okay let me say this one way hopefully he becomes a better human and decides to make his daughter a priority and steps up to the plate and maybe he hates you forever but if he could be the dad that that your your his and your daughter needs that would be outstanding that is the best case scenario right i mean that same thing in my situation the best best case scenario would be that if my ex woke up one day and said wow you know what i'm just not going to stop being a selfish piece of garbage and i'm going to actually be a good mom to these kids. That would be the best solution. The likelihood of that happening is probably, we probably have a better chance of winning the lottery. So the next phase on that, hopefully in your situation, that's where I wanted to clarify that because otherwise if I said that I could probably trigger a lot of people and tick them off because, you know, there's a lot of people out there who are begging to be in their kids' lives is that this guy is doing this for a show and just doesn't exercise his visitation later. You know, I, I, and I guess what I'm saying is, is maybe what you need to do is say, okay, you know, how do you win the war on this? You know, do you say, okay, fine. Instead of, instead of fighting everything because you've undermined your, your position, they already think that you're the disgruntled mom who hates the ex that is just trying to keep, you know, his daughter away from her every chance you can get. Now you're fortunately, they haven't just said, Hey, you're a complete liar and it's 50 50 today and you're going to suck it up and you're going to deal with it. Right. They, they are at least slowly doing it. Um, but I would recommend your first course of action would be to, to, to sit down and actually have a heart to heart with your attorney and say, Hey, what's going on? You know, every time we turn around, we're losing. What are you not telling me? You know, what's really our strategy? And, uh, uh, you know, try to get some honest answers and he might, they might tell you something you don't really want to hear. But at this stage, you don't need to hear pie in the sky, you know, oh, it's going to, you know, you're going to win, you know, or whatever. You need to hear the reality. You need to understand really what you're, you're up against so that you can prepare for it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's a part, big part of my fear is that I feel like my lawyer doesn't have the knowledge to give me the reality because I didn't realize I, I took him, I was pressed and I just had to hire someone immediately oh. and it was a referral from a friend of my grandmother but I don't I just found out that he's an immigration lawyer he does some family law stuff but he's an immigration lawyer and you, you even to, little things he doesn't know you need to get I, I like, mean he, you need to try okay I, I let me just say this if you have an attorney that I mean okay they're all they're no one's a fan of attorneys right but if you're going to have one, yeah. you need to have somebody who who does at least understand the process and understands the fight because otherwise you're screwed. Because if this person doesn't do yeah. family law and they do everything else and they're used to process and they're used to, they're used to, you know, you get your day in court and it's all based on on the rule book and it doesn't matter how flashy you are or how well you communicate or if you're buddies with somebody, it's all boils down to the rules. Family court isn't like that. It's supposed to be but it, it, but the, the reality is, yeah. is, is it isn't. And if he's, if your attorney doesn't have that experience, then they're not going to know. And if he doesn't have that experience, he may not even understand the players. You know, I mean, he may have never even been in front of the, the, the judge, because if that judge only does family court stuff, then he probably hasn't seen him. So I would, if you can, he doesn't know him. 
If you, yeah, it, yeah. Okay. If you can try to switch, you need somebody who at least can, I mean, cause here's the deal, right? If, 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 even if your attorney, I mean, they're not going to, obviously they're not going to tell you everything, but if you, you need somebody that says, Hey, look, you know, judge Smith has a heart, ha, you know, just is, uh, is pro dad, um, immediately believes everything the dad says because of whatever, cause that happens, right? I mean, there are attorneys who have a bias, even are not attorneys, judges who have a bias and they have a, a, a normal way that they view their evidence and stuff. And, and attorneys understand that who deal with them and at least could tell you what's going on. I mean, and that's kind of what mine did. I mean, when I first started out, I had an attorney outside the area and that was a huge colossal mistake. None of the local attorneys would answer his call. He had no idea who any of the, the, the judges were. And, uh, I mean, he was just frustrated. He, he would try to, to negotiate a deal or try to do something with my ex's attorney, and they would not ever call him back. And then when I finally switched, he got sick, so I had to switch to someone local. And then that person had a relationship with it, and they would call him back. And they could negotiate, and things started to happen. So you, I, I would really encourage you to, uh, to switch. I know it's going to be expensive, okay. but I mean, your, your choices are to represent yourself, which I would, it, it, since you're already not, the, you're already on the, on the heels of, uh, the judge not believing you. I don't, I don't think that would necessarily help you. Right. I mean, if you have no choice, that's yeah. one thing, but you would probably be better served to just say, okay, you know, you've lost your retainer for the first guy, find someone else who who has a good reputation as, as being a fighter. But the reality is, is that a fighter is going to be expensive. You know, I mean, and, and at yeah. the end of the day, if you don't have 50 or 60 or thousand dollars to do, to, to, to do it, you know, you, I mean, it's what I'm trying to say. I mean, it's like, you know, like I mentioned earlier, I want to do the overlanding thing. Well, I could, you know, I, I, I mean, I can afford a, a $2,000 vehicle, I can't afford, you know, a $150,000 vehicle, right? I mean, it's like, so I can't expect to get the same outcome without it. If that, I don't know if that's a good analogy, but, yeah. and I know, and I know that's no, kind it, of depressing. But. That's why I had settled also for this guy, because, you know, he assured me that he was going to keep costs down, but I feel like at this rate of him not fighting and not really like sticking it to them from the beginning, it's getting dragged on so much longer and I'm ending up paying the same anyway. I would have paid for a better attorney. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then, and a and, better, uh, and a better attorney might've burned your money faster, but maybe, you know, maybe they would have put you in a better position. So, so anyways, that's, that's exactly. some and stuff to think about. Yeah. The, um, the judge definitely, uh, oh, I forgot what I was going to, Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, so yeah, the judge is definitely not in my favor at all. I mean, like I told you before, he hasn't gone through any of, you know, the evidence, hasn't seen, because that flat out shows, like, he's a liar. I'm not lying, he's a liar. But even as far as, like, child support, he hasn't paid anything toward our daughter at all since her birth. He bought one pack of diapers and one pack of formula in the beginning because I had to demand it. Well, but, but here's the thing, but, 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 but here's the, here's the, well, and here's the problem though, is that if he's not ordered to pay anything, he, he's not required to, I mean, morally, you know, morally we are all required to do something, but yeah. legally we aren't. And, and the sad reality, well, the, the, then the sad reality is, and I think this, 
sometimes when we don't do things, the judge will turn around. And I think you said this happened to you where it's like, well, you didn't ask for it before. So it must not be a yeah. big deal. So now you're just, you know, they're, they're thinking, okay, you're asking for it just to be retaliatory. And, you know, I mean, yeah. I've, I've known people who, um, their ex, you know, marriage is falling apart. The ex says, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to take the kids and go, go to my mom's in a different state. They go to a different state trying to save the marriage and then find out that they just went back there to get residency to move and file for divorce in a different state. I actually had a buddy of mine that, um, when he went to court and it's like, Hey, you know, she moved and it's like, well, you're an idiot. You let her move. So, you know, you're, you know, that happened six months ago. Now you're complaining about it. You should have never let her move in the first place. Right. Which is true, but you don't know. Right. I mean, you're trying to, you're trying to accommodate, you're trying to do whatever. I mean, another thing I'll tell you is what I was told initially, I was giving my, my ex money from the beginning. When I moved out, I'm like, okay, here's, here's your money. And my attorney told me, um, you know, when they order it, uh, all that other money is a gift. And I'm like, excuse me. I'm like, there's no effing way in hell that I just gave this wonderful human being, you know, close to $10,000 and you're going to make me do it again. And they tried to, that was what their initial thing is like, okay, well now you've been ordered to pay child support. So, um, you know, now you're ordered to pay it. So whatever you did before was just, you know, that was what you did. So now you have to pay, you know, now you have a bill. It'd be like paying your damn car off and them saying, oh, well, well, we didn't have the loan paperwork right. So now you have to do it again. So I, I'm just saying that yeah. the, the system isn't fair. It isn't, doesn't, it, it's, I mean, what you're experiencing is, is what happens. So you, you definitely need to take a different approach and see if, um, you know, I mean, my, uh, honestly, I would even say, you know, what could you give up to make it look like, oh, okay, you know, like they're telling you to, to uh, get over it, to try to make it show that like you're getting over it and then be able to say, Hey, you know, um, <clears throat> now we're looking at this and these are kind of the problems that are happening. You know, he's supposed to take, take our daughter on these days and he doesn't show up or he's late or he's, you know, he always has to cancel or, you know, that type of thing. You know, you're going to have to pick your battles. Yeah. Well, that's the frustration is uh, like two points that I want to make is that, yes, I knew that. So going into mediation, I was very compromising and I gave him extra day of visitation. I gave him an extra right, half right. hour for each of his visits. I was trying, we worked out a holiday schedule where it was fair, where he had the holidays he wanted. I had the holidays I wanted, but of course, because he backed out of the agreement now, we're not even allowed to bring it up in court. So it's like it never happened. My compromising and my attempt to work yeah. with him never happened and we're not allowed to speak of it. And then going yeah, back true. to the child support thing, what my point was with the judge is that like yesterday my attorney brought up the fact that, you know, the child support needs to retro to the day we filed and it should retro reflecting the overnight because, you know, the more overnight he has, the less he has to pay. Right. And, you know, his attorney, of course, comes in and said, absolutely not. The defendant is the reason that my client hasn't had overnights. And the judge's answer was, well, we're talking about a matter of a couple dollars versus a couple thousand in litigation. So, like, everything is just in his favor. And I don't know how to get on the offensive. I don't know how to switch it. I don't know how to change their view of me. Well, and that's where you need an attorney who understands it. Because what you need is someone who can actually do an analysis and say, you know, hey, this is how you're coming across. I mean, I used to do this for people who, um, who I was super, uh, manager for where they were just having a similar problem where, you know, politically they were just 
you know, putting themselves out there and just getting hammered. And I would sit down with them and say, look, when you say this, this is what everyone sees. And this is what you're being portrayed as. And this is how you fix it. Right. And that's what you need. You need someone to say, look, you're coming across, you know, like this, this, and this. And the way you undo that is you do this. You don't like it, but you're going to have to do this, this, and this, and this will help in that situation. So you, you definitely need an attorney who understands the pe- the players. Yeah. He shot me. He shot me in the foot because yeah. even with our initial strategy, when I wrote him my certification and he modified it, he put in all these extra, like basically when I listened, sorry, the little one's getting fussy. Yeah, no um, when you guys talk about, um, you know, all the things that the ex-wives do to try to like stick it to you guys. Like that's basically what my lawyer did. My lawyer asked for, you know, the drug and alcohol test, the anger management, all of these things. And exactly. It yeah. made me look worse. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then totally forgot about it. So he put it out there kind of like a hail Mary and then forgot about it. So now it just looks like, yeah, I was just being petty. <laughs> yeah. You need a new attorney. So, all right, there's, a, <clears throat> all right, let me, thanks for calling on that. Uh, man, I, you know, these, these situations, no, none of this is good. All of this is frustrating and triggering and just, just, you know, it's just one bitter pill after another. And I understand, I mean, I, I mean, obviously I'm on the opposite side of this for what the caller was talking about, but, but what I will say is that. I would, I mean, I mean, I got enough distance that it doesn't bother me, but oh my God, when I was going through it, it was like, I was constantly having to jump through hoops. You know, the ex could get away with anything, could do whatever the hell she wanted. And the only one who had to pay a consequence was me. And the reality is, is it's really tough to turn around and try to undo that. And it's, you know, I mean, she's in a, the caller's in a tough position. I do want to Thank you so much, Alone Parent Ire. I appreciate it. Got a super chat. It says a small contribution as a thank you for your exceptional support community that you have created. Keep up the good work. This community, boop, <laughs> the, weight, the weight of my shoulders. That's pretty funny. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate the support. That's outstanding. Thank you so much. Let me move that up to where it's centered right. Um, yeah, I just... Thanks, man. I appreciate that. That's awesome. It's a, it's a tough one. And I had, you know, honestly, in a lot of ways, I had similar experiences going back to the caller with my attorney. I picked somebody, no one would give me a recommendation. I had one buddy who said, Hey, I used this guy in the past. He's great. So I drove an hour and a half down there. The guy seemed great. I hired him. He took my money and was 300 bucks an hour. And just burned through all the money and accomplished not a lot. Uh, it was really frustrating. And then when I've switched to a local attorney, that's when I started to see it's like, oh, wow, this is all theater. This is all a big freaking game. And uh, I needed somebody who had a good reputation. And that's what you need is you need somebody in your area that other people respect or fear one or the other. And uh, who can actually get things done. So, I mean, it's, you know, that's not the way we go into this. We go in this to thinking, <clears throat> excuse me, thinking that we are going to, uh, it, that it, like I was talking about before, is that, it, that it's going to be um, 
fair, that it doesn't matter if your attorney is slick and drives the nicest BMW or whether they're more casual, that it's going to be based on law and it's going to be based on, on the facts. And then you quickly realize that it's not quick and that that's not the case. So anyways, I have another caller. It says, calling about some good news with a court hearing. Ooh, good news. Let's go to that. That sounds good. Come on. I got to hit the right button. Hello and welcome to the show. Yes, hello. This is uh, your caller. She has hey. a 12-year-old daughter. Yeah, yeah. How are you doing? You're calling with good news. That's right. So what's what happened? Uh, well, yes, I had my court hearing on the 30th, but it was he got a lawyer and they continued it to the 4th. So we saw a judge on the, the 4th. I do not have a lawyer. He does have a lawyer. And um, the judge was um, with my ex's case. He has my mother and my sister declaration telling them, the judge, of what a horrible person I am, that I have all these panic, panic attacks, uh, seizures daily, hourly, and that I was diagnosed bipolar. Your mom, and your mom show, and your sister you. did that. Your mom and your sister did that to you. Yes, my mom and my sister. They were all on Team Narc. They, everyone, friends, family. Which is why I've been so scared to even. No one is on my side. Yeah. The fear that I am all alone. This is why it's taken yeah, so yeah. long. He's no, I understand. Telling everyone I'm bad. He has people saying I'm bad, and so what happened when I, what happened is, in in court? So on the 4th, what happened? So the judge says, I see that I am the petitioner. He is the respondent. Okay. I, she says, I see the respondent has made a modification for three times in the past four years. And each time it has been dismissed. I do not want to dismiss this case today because this would be the fourth time it has been dismissed. And I also do not want to disrupt the daughter's school schedule. So I am ordering for the petitioner to have the child every weekend during the month of December. And in 30 days, the respondent needs to gather his evidence to prove his case. Because all he has is letters saying, that me, I am a bad person and... Um, I That's, thank you because of your show. That I is outstanding. Only a licensed professional can diagnose someone with a personality disorder. This is the, exactly the judge said that? False allegations here. Did the judge oh, say yes. that? So, <laughs> Hold on a second. I got to do this. Uh, <laughs> that is outstanding. I, oh, my God. Yeah, so, Good for you. He has 30 days. We're going to go back. He has 30 days to prove himself. I'm not worried because he has nothing on me. And well, see, and the, the judge meantime, doesn't believe. I mean, if the judge would have believed a little bit of it, they would have continued to say, okay, you know, just to, for the safety concern. But I mean, the fact that they, that the judge is already ordering you to have the time, you know, so he's coming in saying that you got all these problems and you're a danger. And, and the judge basically said, yeah, whatever. Come back in 30 days and prove it. But what for a month, the, uh, this the petitioner is going to be able to see their kid. That is, I am so happy for you. That is, I mean, I'm sorry well, that yes, your your you, family threw I you under the bus, but though, what the, was that? 
my ex is not allowing me to see her. I'm ordered to have her every weekend. They have plans. They're going, which is why I let her stay. It's Disneyland over there. She does not want to be with me. Right. So him and I have made an arrangement. Okay, he can have the weekend, but he's giving me six full days starting on the December 18th. Okay. I will have six full days, which is wonderful to prove to the my case, Your Honor. He is asking for me to be supervised visitation. If he was in so much fear of our daughter being in my care, why would he allow her to stay with me for six full days? Why well, did he not? No, true, true. The, the, the thing is, is now we just need to make sure he does it. And if he doesn't, then at least he's in okay. contempt of court. So, um, no, you, you're, that's, that is good news. I mean, I'm still sorry your daughter's going through this and still freaked out on it. But uh, you, that's a huge one. You did really well on that. You should be proud of yourself. I mean, I know being proud of anything on this isn't the easiest, but uh, good for you. I'm happy for you. Right. Thank you. And I did it without a lawyer. I do not know why his lawyer would say these things knowing there's no proof. Where's the evidence? Why is he? Why didn't he ask for the evidence? You know, because attorneys, what they do is they basically what, and I saw this too. It's like, you know, their clients come in and say, oh, I'm dealing with a monster. Okay. Okay. I believe you, you, you know, did your check clear? Oh, it cleared. Okay. All right. They're a monster. Let's go. And that's what they, they're, it's, it's crazy. It's amazing how it seems like, I mean, I know you don't have an attorney, but it often seems like the, uh, the narcissistic person's attorney will just blindly believe anything. And our attorneys will sit there and not fight for us. And it's like, wait a minute, that person just said, you know, yada, yada, yada. Aren't you going to do something about it? And they don't. So it's, it's really annoying. Um, but you're, it sounds like you are, you know, in a good spot, make sure that you don't, you know, make any, any mistakes, keep, keep yourself as calm as possible, but this is good. This is good news. So, all right. Well, thank you. I'm going to get off now since it's close to the end. All thank right. So much. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and do this one more time as you, as you go out. That is outstanding. I am so happy. I mean, you know, it's, it's weird because it's not like we have, I mean, this is all horrible, right? I mean, you know, the be even be in this situation, but we got to find a little bit of, of positiveness when we can out of all of this. So, um, oh, Tiffany says, caller sounds a bit, uh, a bit like my case. Yeah. And it's, what's crazy is a lot of times people, you know, I, I let me back up. I really feel for, for her because whenever, whenever, a a narcissist can get your family to turn on you it's really tough right I mean the betrayal is just just I mean it's like you're betrayed everywhere and you start to feel like like everyone's against you which then makes you look crazier right I mean if you went to a therapist and they say and you know when they're doing their analysis or their their not analysis but their uh I can't remember what the word is but their initial check on you I guarantee you there's a question in there where they're going to, cause they did that to me. It's like, do you feel like everyone in the world is out to get you? And whenever you're going through this, hell yeah, you feel like that <laughs> little tip. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> you know, I, uh, I, I think I, I'm trying to remember how I answered that, but I was like, no, I don't. I mean, do I think that the world's out to get me? No. Do I think that my ex is, is playing a game? Yes. 
You know, does it feel like she's winning a lot? Yeah. But no, I don't think the, you know, I don't think everyone's out to get me. To be honest, I felt everyone was out to get me back then. So problem is you say that and it falls into a criteria. It's like as they're going through their, do I have that? That, that diagnostic manual. It just, the, the tree starts going a different way when you say that. So anyways, oh my God, it's 757. Where'd the time go? Scrooge McDuck. And I didn't read this first. So it says, hopefully it's appropriate. It says uh, DST. It's a pain in the tail feathers, feather like that. But that is an attorney's job. Everyone is entitled to representation, not just those of us who haven't done anything wrong and always tell the truth. Yeah, it's it's crazy. You know, I, I know that uh, in my situation, I know that the ex went, I don't know. My, my assumption is the ex went into the attorney, said, oh, he never cared about the kids. He only cares about money. He said I could leave. And, uh, and they're like, okay, okay, well, this will be easy. If he doesn't care about the kids and he only cares about money, then, and he said, and, and, you know, and you, and he said, you can move then we're golden. This will be easy. But they don't check, right? It's like, they're like, okay, you, oh, you, you paid the 4000 the $5,000 retainer? Oh, okay. Oh, man, I, I, I'm going to try this. Is it your vend? Says 90% of therapists don't have the slightest idea what they're doing. All quacks. Some of them are. <laughs> Tiffany says the DSM-5 is available at most libraries. Uh and it's not cheap, too. I mean, Debbie has one because she has to have one. Um, but uh, I think, yeah, I don't think, if for, for, for a while it was actually on my book, my bookcase. I do have, I do have the, the Pete Walker. Survive. Come on, focus. Why are you not? Fo- oh, it's because it's my face. It's not focusing. What the hell? Come on, Sony. You're making me look bad. The Pete Walker surviving complex PTSD from surviving to thriving. Actually, well, now I can't get it in there. I'll deal with that later. Jeez, that was smart. Hey, cool. I said it right, which means that the next time I won't say it right again because that's normally what I do. Oh my God, we're down to we are out of time. Holy cow, how did that happen? So on that, thank you so much, guys, for hanging out. Thanks so much, Alone Parent Iron, for the super chat. Really appreciate that. Uh, I will be back here tomorrow. We'll have T Solo, or I think, no, Tumblers is going to call in tomorrow. So hopefully we'll get to, get to his thing. Hopefully you guys are doing great and having a great rest of your day. I do want to thank the channel members who make all of this happen. Keep the lights on. Keep the phone recharged. All that good stuff. Plus it's just to know that you guys to have people who support this enough to to click the button is very very humbling on that so on that i'll be back tomorrow have a great rest of your day be kind to yourself guys don't beat yourself up too much